2: Hello, welcome back to Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast, another breakfast show coming at you. I am David, and to my
3: left there's Matt, how are you bud? Good mate, we're a bit tired, but a nice wee Easter break, feeling a bit refreshed, so keen to get going. Ready
2: to get excited about Edinburgh Glasgow, and there's Alan, you're looking very, very excited this morning. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I mean, I don't feel excited, it's, uh, but no,
0: nice Easter break. Sort of getting back into the swing of things. Good to have the good to have the boys back
3: together.
2: Yeah, it is. It's nice, nice to all be back together. We've been a little bit patchy over the last few weeks. We have,
3: haven't we? It's felt inconsistent. But yeah, we're,
2: but we're back for the big one.
3: I've also rea-
2: realised that I'm away on
0: holiday in a week and a half. Sort of like really in like the midst of like playoff.
4: Oh, territory oh good well we'll oh, deal well. with
2: that when we'll have to draft in a, a substitute so if anyone wants to come on the pod and replace alan please let us know you have to be extremely negative
3: and nasally yeah that's the uh only bad two ti- po- bad timekeeping as well that's yeah a can't name anything yeah and have a problem with names yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you fit that criteria please send us an
2: email to rugby at gmail.com or get onto twitter um, at thistle rugby pod, or you can slide into the dms on insta Thistle, understroke rugby, understroke pod. That's how you can get in touch with us. I hope you just get like a bunch of emails with loads of grammatical errors or just voice messages
0: with like real nasally <laughs> voices coming through. I'd
2: actually love it if people send us like audio auditions yes. <laughs> to replace auditions. Alan. What a great competition. I'm loving that. Um, cool. So we're going to rattle through some of the news that's been going on in the last 10 days that uh, we might have missed. Um, and then we've had a great chat with um, Big Ben Tulis ahead of the 1872 Cup. And then we're going to get into all the various permutations of can Edinburgh get to the playoffs, can they get to the Champions Cup, and um, what they need to do. So that is all coming up later. So why don't we start with the continuing news that Aaron Cruden, um, All Black World Cup winning fly half, may be on his way to Scottsdale. Doesn't seem to be going away um, I was trying to get some stuff out of Glasgow last night. Everyone extremely tight-lipped <laughs> over it. Um, yeah, I suppose the injury to Damian McKenzie in Super Rugby and the chance that Cruden could go down back down to the Chiefs has sort of put a bit of a the cat amongst the pigeons, hasn't it? Chiefs have poured pretty cold water over that, though,
0: yeah. which doesn't really mean anything, but they basically ultimately been like, no, we're not getting Cruden back.
3: Yeah. Because they'd have to effectively... like buy him out of his Montpellier contract yeah which would nay be cheap yeah exactly and then sort of expect him to just play a few games and then maybe go into the New Zealand squad it's just not going to happen I don't think I also think they've got Josh
0: Ione and there's also Jordy Barrett in the squad who probably can yeah. if really necessary and then you've just got Rich Wang and Borden Barrett starting at 10 so yes i don't actually think there's as much of a necessity and if Cruden was like ripping up Europe then maybe yeah. but it's not just, even like Cruden's like the best 10 in Europe at the
3: moment yeah i know and i was i was like slightly encouraged by the news cuz i kind of think i'm not 100% sold on this signing so i thought it'd be a good thing maybe if yeah. you know the option just wasn't on the table for Glasgow but it's it doesn't go away, so it seems as if there's they may well I mean, sign him.
2: There's definitely some truth to the fact that they're speaking to him and trying to get him along. So, it'll do you think come the presence of I do imagine. you think the
3: presence of Rennie, you know, means that he will be willing to take a bit of a cut price deal?
0: Yeah, I think absolutely. They've obviously got a very strong relationship. Mm. Yeah,
2: um, whether it means he will be prepared to do shifts for Malcolm Group, I don't know, but. <laughs> that's the other condition of a Glasgow Warriors yeah, contract Yeah, that's, that's true will he, work, will he work Sundays? Yeah That's difficult to say But um, <laughs> we will keep an eye on the Aaron Cruden story um, Whether he's going to be joining Scotland.
0: Is, is it, how many? Because Glasgow announced how many new signings was going to be, didn't it? Six And I don't know how many have already come
2: out or
0: that, is like...
3: That's, that's the players. thing.
2: Well, Lee Jones was announced yesterday. This is like what they did last year. They were like... It can't just si- be Ten though. signings. And it was all just... <laughs> Here's an academy player. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and they might include Kyle Stane in that as well. As the ultimate fudge.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Because, um, you know, everyone is still
0: waiting for that, that big... Yeah. Like, marquee forward signing.
2: Like... Lud Diego. We were talking about Lud Diego joining Glasgow like three weeks ago. How yeah, give it that I know. know. <laughs> uh, Lud's gone, but there's others. Well, there. Stamen, st- Stamen. St- yeah, he's still on the stocks. Um, it's coming. I can feel it coming. I really hope so. Well, something that could affect it is some big, juicy um, private equity money from uh, CVC partners who've just bought 30% in the English Premiership. News. I think it was to the tail end of last week that they were looking at taking yeah. a third um, a third of Pro 14 for around about 120 million, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, with them coming in and looking to, I think the main thing that they were trying to do was trying to sell the TV rights for the Premiership and the Pro 14 as one package and create a grand final um, between the best team in Pro 14 and the best team in the Premiership. What do you make of it, lads? Uh, I mean... I have to admit that i i think probably
0: every employee at cvc is smarter than me so i imagine <laughs> they have a good idea of why they're doing this but i generally cannot grasp um the rationale behind it or where are you going to deliver those sort of private equity profits from yeah because um, i actually don't i actually think i don't think the crossover between people who watch the pro 14 and the premiership is that big that's no, probably a very I, good I think point, the yeah. overlap
3: small, and I think that you know, just from the Twitter reaction, very small sample, people would would be pissed off at having to pay for both. For example, yeah, like I think people who really like the Pro Fourteen think that the Premiership is an inferior league, and vice versa. Actually, yeah, and I get it. Like, why if you're watching Leinster play every weekend, why would you want to watch you know Worcester against Newcastle on a Friday night? Suppose and you- more more to the point, if you were watching like. Saracens against Exeter Why would you want to watch The Dragons against Zebra But I
0: was also thinking about this Sort of grand crossover final And I honestly just Don't think people would care Especially I don't think the clubs would European,
3: care European final that's the, that's the whole point of the European final right? oh, yeah. you know, I, th- I think there'd be more interest I think it would take a while In a Heineken Cup Champions Cup winning, uh, Winner against Super 15 winner Yes Yes Definitely I
0: kind of feel like there's been more positive vibes coming out of Wales where clearly there is a, there is a feeling that there's a much more desperate need for cash. cash yeah, and they they kind of see the CVC investment as almost like a bit of a, of a shining light at the end of like yeah, yeah, the right. tunnel. But I always think kind of where the growth is going to come from in Pro 14 Rugby because you know, sports partnerships are like kind of pretty toppy. Yeah. And it's not like we're giving the Pro 14 to Premier Sports for free or like have given it to a, a lower bid. There's not like there's massive bids out there from Sky or BT. So kind of think the most growth from the Pro 14 is generally just building the game up and growing attendance. But It's not really a, like that takes a long, long yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. So I just struggle to see where the rationale is. But, you know, I guess if CBC are willing to give some cash. As long as there's no all of the all, all of the unions are going to be like thank you very much exactly. we will take the that thing. cash. It depends how much control CVC actually has. Well, if it's a minority yeah. investment, then fine. <laughs> fine. But I do 30 stake, so it would be. Yeah, I don't know how much direct control they have over 30%, the rest of the game. Um, but look, if CVC want to fly us to I don't know, L.A. Abu Dhabi. Maybe like, you know, remember like when they did like Muhammad Ali and Zaire?
2: Just like yeah. go out to Congo for like the Pro 14 <laughs> like, final. Exactly. <laughs> ready Well, and you willing. could take um, Zebra versus the Cheetahs or something like that and do it in like a jungle setting. <laughs> jungle, jungle setting.
0: shit chat. <laughs> I'm loving it. So in Spain, the Spanish Super Cup, They've, uh, they're like, we're going to have the final in like the King Abdullah Stadium in Saudi yeah, Arabia for <laughs> six well, yeah, years. Exactly. And it was like, Yeah, okay. exactly. Next
2: year's <laughs> Pro team final is going to be in Qatar in like <laughs> July. <laughs> How did we get that? Amazing. Um, okay, a couple of bits of contract news. Um, Rui Jackson's signed a year extension at Glasgow. And Lee Jones has added another couple of years on to his stay. At Scottsdale. A couple of decent signings there, good squad players, lots of experience. The Renaissance continues.
0: Yeah. Just
3: keeps, keeps getting like one year extension yeah.
0: deals. <laughs> he is extremely consistent for Glasgow, though. No, he is. And, you know, especially with Hogg going, you know, I think locking that down for a year is even more important. Yeah. Um, Luke, they allow him to have his gin side hustle as well. You know, everyone's winning out of that. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, Lee Jones, again had a few issues with injuries this year, but generally very consistent.
3: I think particularly sort of last year and the year before, he was one of the first choice wingers in that team. Yeah. And like had a pretty good finishing record.
0: Yeah. That back three of Jones, Seymour and Hogg. Yeah, exactly. Very, very established. So you're just kind of hoping that
3: he, yeah, gets back to fitness. Yeah. So Um, I think he can still offer a lot. Jackson, just like, Plays really well in those sort of pro fourteen matches when the big big guns are away. I mean, I suppose the slight concern is now you don't have Hogg that Jackson's gonna play a lot more matches. The thing is Hog doesn't hasn't really played that many matches. Well that's true, but I'm, I'm maybe more thinking like the big matches, like yeah. against Saracens yeah, and whatnot. True. Where you you need those kind of players and I think Jackson unfortunately just doesn't Glasgow quite probably, cut it at that
2: level. Glasgow might have done better if Hogg wasn't playing against Saracens, to be fair. Just punting the ball out on the fool the whole time. Sure, <laughs> I think we'd have done better if the whole back three hadn't been playing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Um, I wonder if Seymour might get more game time at fifteen next year. I guess it depends on what signings they bring in, or hmm. whether they get included and in see Adam Hastings at fifteen.
3: That'd still, be really bad. Adam for, is really right. bad for Scotland, though. I
0: still I? don't. Yeah, I, there's part of me that thinks Adam Hastings could almost be a better fifteen than a ten. Yeah, he was good when he played the off the bench for Scotland. Uh,
3: yeah. Against uh, Wales. Yeah. Um
0: and he's almost his like her- his a bit, heritage. You know, Finn's radical, but Hastings' is almost like a bit too radical to play ten. Like <laughs> Finn can at least like you know occasionally rein ra- it in. Occasionally rein it in. Hastings just don't give a fuck. He's too he's too much of a like young millennial. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is very true. Um Speaking of young millennials, Jamie Hodgson signed a new partnership deal with Watsonians and Edinburgh Rugby. He's had actually probably a little bit more game time than you might have expected this year for Edinburgh front half of the season when there was a lot of injuries. And he's he's looked decent.
3: Yeah, I think so. Because I think he's always been a sort of elite development player. And then probably Cockrell came along and was a bit of a fresh set of eyes and liked what he saw. Uh, and has brought him in for a few of those matches. And he's done pretty well. <clears throat> I think it's interesting to see that partnership deal and just yeah. the, the read across it has for the Super 6 um, and how many guys are, you know because c- I think they said before there won't be any pros playing but if you've got a partnership contract then that sort of gets around it So yeah, exactly. which I, I don't have a problem with to be you honest I think you're, that's good for raising the level of the competition
2: that'll probably become a sort of new type of like the stage 3 academy contract that is yeah. currently in place yeah
3: I think it makes, it makes sense so It'd be interesting as the Super Six franchises start to announce their squads. If you see a few more of those sort of deals, I, I, do you think Watsons are still paying part of his salary as part of that partnership? Probably. Um, no idea. Probably. Yeah,
0: I would assume. Yeah, I just don't know whether he'd spend. Yeah, it's. I guess it's part. I, I can't remember what the how much the SOU are giving Watsons. I imagine it's like the SOU give money to Watsons, and then they'll probably end up spending it on an SOU player
2: yeah nice nice <laughs> yeah i <know. laughs> Moving money. yeah i like that it comes out clean at the other side <laughs> um cool um other things going on big weekend not just in pro rugby it is silver saturday the cup finals weekend at murray fields um there are four big games well actually there are six big games the women's plate the Women's Bowl, they're going on the back pitches. That's Stewartry, RFC, against Glasgow in the play. And Livingston, RFC... Against Glasgow? Glasgow University, sorry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> <Because> <laughs> Glasgow so that's quite Warriors, <laughs> um, And the Women's Bowl is Livingston against Greenock Wanderers. And then in the big uh, the big house, kicking off at 11 a.m., the Men's Bowl final, Dundee University Medics against Aberdeenshire. Um, One fifteen, the Men's Shield, Berwick against Greenock Wanderers. Big day for Greenock. Um, 3.30 men's cup air versus Harriet. and then at 5.45 and this is going to be on uh, TV on BBC Alba as well the Sarah Beanie cup final which is the women's cup final Hillhead Jordan Hill against Watsonians so massive day of club r- rugby at Murrayfield get yourself down there Um, and other stuff going on Matt do you want to give us a bit of an update on the King of the Sevens how the uh, Sevens tournament is going on
3: yeah so um obviously Melrose was the big sort of televised one the other week and London Scottish came up and won that I, I think it was a bit of a shame that it wasn't their full side because they had a championship game that day but it yeah. did have you know pro players amongst their, their ranks I think or at least kind of semi-pro yeah uh, likes of Fraser uh, I think Fraser Lyle actually might not be at London Scottish anymore maybe he's I don't know <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but guys like Fraser Lyle and even you know they drafted in Josh Henderson and Scott Riddle yeah, who are, who are obviously sort of looking for game time leading up to more of the rounds of the sevens. So they were kind of a pro team. But, you know, they were still a good value for their win. Um, and Aki's doing very well uh, and, and running them close. Um, so the other tournaments, Aki's won the Gala sevens the week before that. And then Muir won Hoik sevens last weekend. And Watsonians won the Berwick sevens. It's absolutely brutal. We have to play the Hoik sevens on a Saturday and the Berwick sevens on a Sunday. And it's like, by and large, the same teams. I hate playing sevens in general. Uh, so. man, I don't do you do after one day of sevens. Like, And uh, anyway. Um, so what are the standings? So the standings are Aki's are top with 30 points. Uh, Watsonian's third with 28. Barnum and Merrow's joint third with 22 points. So it looks as if it'll probably be between, you know, maybe those four. I think that Watsonians will come good and win it again. They seem to have a really good squad, and they can put out a second. They, they can put out a second seven that goes and plays in the non-Kings events like Earlston yeah. and they still go and win it. So they obviously take it pretty seriously, uh, and and fair play to them.
0: Enjoyed the uh, the Unis being in the Melrose Sevens. Yeah, it was good. Good. We, we also had a few a few friends playing for St yeah. Andrews against the British Army. Oh, and then... <laughs> I was watching it. It was absolutely brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was I a bit know. of bloodbath yeah. in the end.
3: Um, uh, yeah, I think you know all the university teams did did well, but I actually think you know just that like experience and size was the main difference. Like even Aki's made pretty light work of Durham, I think, who and Durham won the Buck Sevens this year. Yeah. you know, so they're no slouches. Yeah, uh, but no, it's, it's nice to see those guys guys invited as a bit of variety to things, and they they definitely enjoyed the day out.
2: Absolutely. And so that is the rundown of all the news that has been going on in Scottish rugby in the last couple of weeks. So now let's turn our attention to the big one, 1872 version three, The Revenge <laughs> at Scotstoun. It's been ex- extend, ah, expanded to 10,000 seats. It is looking absolutely great. Matt, you caught up with uh, Big Ben Toulis last night to have a chat with him. So let's listen to that now.
3: So, delighted to be joined on the line by Ben Tillis. Ben, how are you?
5: Uh, not too bad, thanks. Yourself?
3: Yeah, well, good here. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us. Um, so, how, how was your Easter break? Were you were you in training or did, um, did Cockers give you some some time off?
5: Uh, we managed to get a few days off. Um, yes, we just had... Well, well, we got the weekend off. Um, we in... Uh, back end of last week as well just preparing for um,
3: uh, the game on Saturday and it was it was I right in saying it was your sort of end of season bash on on Saturday what's that sorry it, it was your end of season party on Saturday is that right uh Friday Friday night. Friday Friday yeah um, how, how was that was it sort of were you keeping a bit of a lid on it or was it was it a good chance to celebrate what's been a pretty successful season overall
5: um no I was it was uh, it was a good night, just to uh, you know, celebrate or just appreciate the achievements of some of the boys and how well they've played and um, just for the boys leaving, I think it was just a good good chance to get together and say thanks and well done to the boys that have played well. Um, but yeah, we've see the season's gone pretty well but we've also been pretty disappointed with um, the way it's it's gone at the same time with um, where we're sitting at the table, um, at the moment, so um, yeah, a bit of both. Um, it was good, but um, yeah, uh, it was a good night.
3: Awesome, and and, and obviously the season is, is still alive with that 1872 Cup match coming up this weekend. Um, what's been the talk from within the camp leading up to the fixture?
5: Um, like you said it's a uh, it's really do or die for um for for the rest of the competition, really. Um, so we've done well in the, in the Champions Cup, and I think we will. We fell short there, but, um, you know, this game will basically, we'll know after this game where, where we sit for next season regarding potentially a playoff spot if other results go away and if we um, put in the performance on the weekend. But, um, but yeah, so basically, yeah, we, at the moment, we just need to focus on what we do and not worry about other teams. Um, we just need to try and get the win and... Um, hopefully the results go
3: our way Um, I've just got a question on on Twitter um, saying that if if Edinburgh do make the Champions Cup would you be prepared to cut your hair?
5: (laughs) Um, Probably not it's taken me a long time to grow and I've gotten pretty used to it so Um, yeah probably not but Uh, I don't (laughs) know I'll be open to it depends once we get there I'll I'll think about it but
3: okay good yeah (laughs) Good to know. Um, obviously, you guys have done pretty well against Glasgow in in recent matches. Do you do you think you sort of got the measure of that side? Have you have you figured out a way of stopping them from from playing their brand of rugby? Uh,
5: I think so. Um, I think obviously these used to be over two from two, and um, from the game of rugby they like to play, and they like to play a lot of high tempo, fast rugby, um, and hence we sort of try to play that but at the right times but we um, you know all of our strategies to, to slow down their ball and, and frustrate them and try to take away their game from them and it's what's happened in the last two games um, so we've we know um, sort of how to prevent them from finding where they want to play and they know that so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see this week and how they're going to nullify what, what we need to do to nullify their attack and, and their speed of ball but um yeah, like I said, we're two from two, and um, we've, we've won there already at Scottson, and we've won there a couple of other times before, so you know, we've got to take confidence from that, and um, basically just just go for it and um, and see what happens.
3: And obviously you guys are playing last, I think, out of all the other fixtures, so you'll know what you need by that point. Do you think that impacts the way you guys will approach the match, or is it just sort of focusing on the 80 minutes without all those other distractions?
5: Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll know what we need to do or um, either way we, we could be in a position where we need to get a win with a bonus point or even just get the win to um, you know either get the playoff spot or a um, European qualifying spot. But either way, even if the, ros- the results don't go our way, I think we're just going to try and um, go out there and if, if we know that either way we, we can't make it or we're in the worst position we're still going to go out there for the performance we want, still want to finish on a high and um, just take some confidence from, from the game and confidence at the end of the season and try and um, build that on to, to next season if, if we don't have any more games left.
3: For sure. Um, now, you, your, your path to professional rugby in Scotland has been a slightly you know, unusual one. For, for those who aren't familiar, can you maybe outline the journey that you've, you've been on?
5: Um, yeah, okay, so I came here in 2013, um, sort of, towards the start of the season but I was um, actually playing I was playing volleyball for a while and in Australia until I was about nineteen, twenty. and I quit to, to play rugby again and, um, I was playing for a bit playing just sort of club rugby over there and then um, Scott Johnson um, got a hold of me and my brother and uh, we us an opportunity to come over here and um, yeah sort of yeah, we managed to come over here a lot of my family my mum's Scottish and uh, through my, my grandparents are Scottish as well and I've got um, strong heritage over here so um, yeah took the opportunity it would be a good one and basically the rest of history um, sort of went from there and um, it's turned out pretty well so far
3: yeah definitely I mean that's gonna be my next question did you did you ever expect you know upon arriving in Scotland that you'd you know get over a hundred andkats and become you know an international regular
5: yeah um, no, not at all. I um, signed a two-year deal. I, I didn't really know what to. Uh, you know, can't really past it, those two years. And um, to be honest, I thought I might just do the two years and maybe move on to something else. But um, you know, it's it worked out really well. And um, Scotland rugby have been really good to me. And um, you know, so yeah, never did I think when I was started out, when I first got here, I'd get a hundred caps because it was um, pretty difficult to get in the floor at the time. Um, yeah, and I never, never thought about playing for Scotland at the time, I was to just to play club rugby and sort of see where it took me. Um, yeah, I, if, if someone told me I would be in a position, I am now when I first got here and, um, would be, yeah, really happy. So, yeah, it's, it's worked out um, pretty well. I'm enjoying, enjoying my rugby here.
3: Good stuff. And, I'm I'm around saying that you've you've now beaten Australia twice in a Scottish shirt. Yeah, and you know did did you get any was that a bit of a strange feeling and or, or did you get any stick from any sort of old friends down under?
5: Um, no. I guess it was weird from a point of view that I never thought um, that potentially would happen, but you know I was especially excited to the opportunity to start against Australia and Sydney when we beat them there. and um, Yeah, I think that's, to this day, I I'm not sure if anything will beat that, to be honest. Um, obviously, the England game was quite special, but um, growing up in Australia, um, it, it, was, it was a weird in a way, but at the same time when I was playing for Scotland, I knew I'd, I was happy with the decision I made to, to play for Scotland. Um, most of my heritage is Scottish and where I'm from basically, uh, with my family. So, um, yeah, that was really special. And uh, to do it again at Murrayfield and um, to be quite convincing it was um, just the awesome the cake, really. So two from two, couldn't really ask for a better story, really.
3: Did any of the, uh, the Aussie boys on the pitch give you any, any chat, any digs?
5: Um, oh, a few boys. I used to, I used to play with um, some of the boys um, back there at Club Rugby, you know, Sam Akarebi and Sean McMahon. Um so I played both of them, yeah, Murrayfield and um when they were over here and I don't think they played the the game um down in Sydney. But um yeah, I got a bit of chat from them but um it was all it was all fun and games and it was uh, yeah, caught up with them after the game which was nice.
3: Yeah, it's awesome. I hope there wasn't wasn't too too much stick. Um I, I no, think it what, wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> one of the uh, one of the questions we always ask our guests is uh Who's been your worst roommate in your time at Scottish Rugby? We've we've heard that Blair Kinghorn's a pretty weird character, for instance. <laughs> um,
5: yeah, he's a weird bloke, but um, I think he's weird in a good way. He's he's, um, he's good comedy, and um, I I've never actually roomed with Blair, I don't think. But to be honest, I'll probably find him quite funny. Um, he's a funny guy, and yeah, he, he's weird in the right amount, um, which is which makes it which makes it quite good. But um, worst roommate. <sighs> i I probably have to go with guy Gilchrist he's a he's a really good boy get on with him really well but I think most people would agree with that he? he's snoring and some of the noises he makes is just uh, ridiculous I don't know how he does it and uh, but other than that he's he's good but sometimes it's hard to get a, a good night's sleep with well
3: hopefully we'll get Grant on at some point to hear his side of the story as well
5: yeah well I think I think he might go his own room at the moment because I think boys refuse to to room with
3: him that's <laughs> that bad Christ
5: but yeah. uh, he, he good he's a good boy to have he's always he's full of chat and um, from that point of view but from uh, sleeping point of view and noise point of view it's, um, yeah <laughs> it's quite an experience
3: yeah I can imagine um, well Ben thanks so much for that really appreciate your time uh, and good luck for Saturday and hopefully Edinburgh win those players come Saturday night and you've got a few more games to play this season
5: thanks mate appreciate
3: that cheers So there we have it, Grant Gilchrist, worst worst roommate. Snores wow. a lot, apparently. Does he? Yeah.
2: I haven't listened to it yet, so that was that was brand new information <laughs> to me.
3: <laughs> brand
2: new information, but Grant, what are you it, up to? But I
3: was saying there, like, hopefully we can get Grant on to you know, give, Grant, give yeah. his side of the story as well. That's it, fair. But it's an interesting path that Ben Toos has obviously taken to Scottish rugby, like played volleyball beforehand and then was sort of... Went back to rugby. His you hair is found by boring. the man himself, Scott Johnson. His hair is very volleyball. Uh, I don't know what a volleyball haircut looks like, but I'm glad that you do. And <laughs> is Long? Is it long? Um, I'm not saying it was a good joke. <laughs> and uh, you know, he obviously knew a few of the, the Aussie guys. Yeah, it's, it was quite good to hear that they were giving him a bit of, a bit of stick in some of the matches. But weird. he's come out on top, top twice now.
0: Yeah, I know. I like that as well. Yeah, that, you know, even in like the cauldron of like an international rugby game. Lads, just like giving a bit of stick and like the rocks. Yeah, I'd love to hear that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, Scott Johnson, just another exactly not a, a vision belt, just a
3: visionary. You know, he took a punt and there is 101 caps for Edinburgh and, Scott and 15 yeah. for Scotland. Later, since we're talking about Scott Johnson, did you see the comments he made yesterday on
2: you know our players will be picked exclusively yeah. on form? Yeah, it's just like remember when you literally just put John Barclay out to out to the and, sort of
3: shadows for like three it, years? and you didn't for like a bit. Him? And yeah. Kelly Brown.
0: Exactly. Like, I did. There was that ask on the BBC, and there was a good quote that he took that actually. I knew it down. He's like, Everyone wants to be liked, but I'm just not in the job of being liked. I'm not a politician. <laughs> and you well, know what?
3: I Pol- think he's he probably did want to be liked. Everyone was like, We really hate you. And he was like, Well, I'm not here to be liked. So, <laughs> I know. yeah, it's a win win that argument. Yeah, exactly. Isn't it? Yeah. There's there no way of proving it. Other there way, is part of me
0: that, well, as well as like, you know, the SOU isn't a corporate business there is slightly kind of like a, pu- a public body nature to it. And there probably has been a bit of a, a comms like issue with Scott Johnson. Yes. Just no one's been able to A, communicate what he does <laughs> and B, he's just like, he's just kind of gone silent for the last like few years. Yeah. I, 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 think,
2: I think it was because he, he rubbed so many people out the wrong way when he was.
4: It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up.
2: head coach when he went back office everyone was like let's just make him super back office like, yeah he gets people so angry even if we say look he's doing all these interesting yeah. things everyone will be like scott johnson is a prick
0: i know and it's actually the comments under the article is like so like <laughs> just extremes like some people are like what, polarizing? look at like what he's done for scottish rugby and other people are like look he is a dickhead <laughs> 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 um,
2: so that's our sort of annual uh, sort of uh, weekly, sorry, two minutes of Scott Johnson. Yeah, yeah We've we got, we got to try and get him on the pod before he goes to Australia, though. God, I don't know if he'll ever do that. <laughs> we can try. Yeah, put it, yeah. I'll put it in a bit. I don't the think he'll ever heard of us. <laughs> sure. um, okay, eighteen seventy-two, Glasgow already home semi secured after beating Leinster. Yes.
0: Uh,
2: no, I don't no. think they are. I think they need to win mm-hmm. to oh, secure. No. Well, they've definitely got a semi-final, well, uh, sorry. Yes,
3: yeah. I think to get a home one, they, they could lose and then other results go the right way and they'd still get a home semi. I mean, if Munster, if Munster lose, they get a home semi. Yeah, and if Munster are playing... They have to win. Munster playing Connacht. Okay. Um,
2: I, th- at Scottsdale, you'd probably make Glasgow the favourites for this one, wouldn't you? Particularly off the back of that amazing performance at Leinster. Oh, abs- Absolutely. Um, I think, especially with also, I think Ryan Wilson, Kebble, and
0: Gibbs. Yeah, they're all back. Are all due to be coming yeah.
2: back. I also think there's just there. There must be a mentality within that Glasgow side that they must be really pissed off that they keep losing this fixture to Edinburgh. Mm. Yes,
3: it's a sellout as well. So, ten thousand people. Ten thousand
2: people Saturday
3: night, and, and they're on a good run of form, having I mean, just you know beaten Ulster yeah. and then Leinster. You know, in two good performances. Yeah, you'd, ha- you'd have to make them favourites, but I reckon you've said that in quite a few of the 1872 Cups over the I last 10 matches. I think we've promised everyone <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. you know, Edinburgh have already won at Glasgow this year, yeah. Um, I suppose the difficulty is that Edinburgh, and I don't know
2: all the mathematics there. Do they have much to play for here? It will kind of be defined on the day, depending on whether Benetton can beat Zebra or what um Ulster do, or sorry, or what, if Scarlets or beat what the Scarlet's do. You know, ultimately they could be going in knowing that
0: if they don't win they're not in the champions cup next year yeah forget about playoffs for the pro 14 like actually they need to win to just even qualify for the champions cup yeah yeah so there's a high and you know Scarlets will probably beat the dragons at the millennium stadium and you Tuneso would have thought so will, will probably beat zebra so yeah. ultimately they're probably going to go in with that mentality and glasgow going to go in knowing that to avoid
2: an away semi-final at Leinster, they need to win. Yeah, and I suppose the the, the really big carrot for Glasgow is also the finals in Glasgow. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Celtic Park's absolutely massive opportunity for them. I think it would be an amazing thing for Scottish rugby and for like probably the city of Glasgow, a football town, to have a a, a Glasgow team in a big rugby final in Glasgow. That would be a really massive moment. Yeah, especially with Hogg leaving. Who, yeah nine years being pretty talismanic
0: figure yeah, for sure. that yeah. club as well. Um, so what I do you think, think is going to happen? There's one other aspect to this as well. Is for a lot of Edinburgh players, they could be like,
2: this is our final game before World Cup squad selection. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's always the case with these. They are sort of Scotland trial matches. You know yeah. Tudy's there and you know he's probably, he may be putting the messages in that this is what he's looking at. Yeah, but I guess, they, I
0: mean, I know, obviously, Glasgow and Edinburgh both have the Champions Cup, but this is probably the only other example so far this season which is kind of like knockout knockout rugby a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and again, last game of the season, front of mind, last game potentially before the World Cup squad selected by Townsend for the Edinburgh players. Like, I think it just does, even on top of everything else that this game means, it just adds so much more, just because I appreciate that in December it's kind of a little bit of like a Scotland squad kind of competition yeah
3: so why why do you think that Edinburgh brought forward their end of season dinner then that that to me sounds seems like a resignation that the season's over or am I reading too much into it I think you're reading too much into that
2: I think they had two weeks off after the dinner so it was what
3: two, no they didn't
0: a week off so they had a week off in the middle of
2: t- yeah a week two off days. in the middle so two days bet- two weeks between matches if you know uh, what yeah means. sure so like 14 sure. days one night on the smash for the end of season dinner, whatever it is. I, I I get what you're trying to say, but I don't know. And ultimately, it's Easter holidays, so it's like easier for people to go stuff like that. I
0: I think and there were
3: loads of lads in the Rayburn on Saturday getting quite pinty. I think. So just th- saying, there was quite a lot of lads in the Rayburn on Saturday.
2: Did you see the weather? It was lovely. I was on the <laughs> yeah, cri- but that means you go out yeah. for a
3: nice walk. You sit in the you know you sit in the garden with a, a coffee or a yeah, or an electrolyte or an electrolyte pints filled pints drink pints on the uh, Chris Dean sun terrace overlooking exactly. <laughs> Rayburn Place. I like that tweet. It was it was good.
0: Um, no, I think can't really. I think especially with Cockrell in charge, I just don't think. you can No, I think. Yeah,
2: you're it. right. It's, it's quite interesting that the actual winning of the 1872 Cup is probably like fourth or fifth. In line of sort of interesting things that are happening this weekend yes. I and mean, in like the players minds i imagine it's just like oh here's this tiny wee tankard
3: yeah speaking of trophies did you see the new edinburgh trophy they came up with the collie lug
2: i did see it darcy graham won it
3: yeah and you know what it is no it's so cauliflower, lug cauliflower yeah, yeah. yeah it was a, they made a cast of alan jacobson's ear and that's the trophy what <laughs> yeah no i'm not joking
2: that's unbelievable. I'm not, I'm
3: not joking. How I don't know how well, we have, how I is this not I don't know how this bypassed us. How
2: have I missed this for 2 weeks?
3: Um <laughs> what, Yeah, seriously.
2: What? Whoever what? came up with that is I think that. it's, it's same. Great. is in the same hall of fame as the guy who came up with the tenants um man of the match award. Maybe it's the same guy, just some oh, it's absolute been her- star employee at the yeah. SIU. They're <laughs> 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 just like we need we need
4: uh, Oh, so they had war. it they had
3: it back in they had it back in 2013, but then it must have only lasted like a year, and then they, they brought it back. They brought it back. So Roddy Grant won it in
0: was it 2013?
3: Yeah, yeah, it was. It's always been Alan Jacobson's ear, but I think they made a new one for a new cast. <laughs> there was a photo of him getting his like ear cast, what? as it were. I think
0: maybe we come back to this at a point where we have further information. Yeah, I'll do a bit of digging I today. need all of the information. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous.
3: Yes, Darcy Graham won it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I
2: saw that. Uh, I also saw that Sacchino won an award. It didn't say which one it no, was. No, it was, like, it was like
3: the Iron Man award for like best trainer. I like, well, oh, I'm glad well. he trains well. <laughs>
4: I was going to think anyway. he's a
0: very weird... Like, I you know obviously he's like a squad player, but just like, doesn't really feel like he needs to be in the Edinburgh squad. Like, there's got to be like an academy guy somewhere yeah, to I, fill that like third or fourth.
3: I always knew he'd be a rubbish signing. So. <laughs> did, did you know? So, what, what do we think the key matchups are going to be? Um, it, it was Juan Pablo Ciccino who won. Yeah, I know. That's what I said.
0: Oh, I thought you meant Cirillo or whatever his name is, the
3: oh, Italian the prop. prop. That's why I was challenging oh, re- him. He's, re- he's re signed. I know, yeah. Need to, I think you, you generally have named dyslexia. Anyway, <laughs> who, what? So going back to 1872, key key matchups. I think Johnny Gray against, you know, those two Edinburgh second rows of probably yeah. Gilchrist and Toulouse is going to be really interesting. Considering like Johnny Gray has been unbelievable in the last two weeks.
2: I think it is. It is looking at that that for your starting second row partnership, I mean, those three all being equal are all going to go mm. to Japan. But I think you're talking about your starting two. Yeah. And particularly with, they will all have seen Richie Gray's form and coming back to fitness in the European Cup and stuff like that, knowing that. Oh, did you see the yellow card he gave away? Yes, it was really stupid. So stupid. Um, but
3: I actually didn't think he played very well. But Well, anyway. You
2: know, let me make my point before, <laughs> okay. before pissing all over it.
3: <laughs> Um,
2: but I, I agree that that's going to be massive, that, um, that contest between the three of them. Because it doesn't look that Johnny Gray has taken being dropped from Scotland particularly well. He's now just sort of like tackling anything yeah. and getting super aggressive, which is really good, actually. Um, I think the front rows, obviously it's not like big Scotland matchups. But it, in terms of the, con- the context of the game, you've got the Scotland front row for Edinburgh. And then as you say, you're going to have Kebble, um, Brown... Darcy Ray for Glasgow. Xander Ferguson.
0: Ferguson, sorry.
3: That's a really Bat, batty coming onto a bit of form as well. Obviously. Going. Pretty
0: big Scotland matchups. I think Xander yeah. Ferguson thinks he's probably got a chance of starting at the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. You think he's been quietly doing a pretty good job. No, I think I think he- you're
3: right. And considering he's played like full matches since coming back from injury, it's not as if he's been, you know, dropped into a prem team or something. Yeah. But it's pretty impressive. So and I, I still think free. I mean I know Fraser Brown and McAnally
0: ultimately they're going to do a 50-30 like no matter probably what happens
3: Yeah, but Fraser Brown
0: probably still wants to get one up on McAnally so, yeah I think like, you're right I think all across that pack you know especially with Wilson coming back Matt Ferguson probably yep. wants, wants to be on that plane to yeah did you definitely pass? yeah pretty, like if,
3: if Edinburgh picked that you know first choice back row of Barkley Watson matter against like Ferguson Gibson, um, Gibbons and Wilson it's like pretty tasty matchup it is i mean edinburgh pack looked pretty tired and budget against
0: ulster yeah yeah, yeah. And i think your, your point about matter
3: still stays. he just it just looks tired yeah
0: no i, I agree and it's so and it's, it'd be interesting with gibbons wilson coming back will the impact by a long layoff or will them actually coming back fresh because i think they're both going to get just jettisoned back into the squad for this big yeah. yeah They'll go straight so. in. They've yeah, been on yeah. the
2: media round suggesting that they're coming yeah. back in. Yeah, exactly. Ryan Wilson's getting lots of column inches. There you go. Which means he'll definitely be playing. Yeah. <laughs> he was also like, Ryan Wilson, you want to bring him in, he'll wind up the Edinburgh boys quite a lot. Mm. Like, he'll. I imagine he's the sort of person that will revel in the Edinburgh Glasgow rivalry yeah. probably more than a lot of people.
3: Well, think. I mean, he did it this season and he... This yeah slap Grant Gilchrist in the head in the <laughs> rock you know, what are you doing you <laughs> idiot penalised him but it's quite funny
2: and then that back row conversation not playing in this match but it looks like Blade Thompson is going to return for the Scarlets after a six month layout for concussions Another one. I wonder
3: coming. if Scotland need him now I
2: just don't know how good he is it's been yeah, so yeah, long exa- since exactly. everyone got really excited exactly. about
3: him
0: yeah I think he still sort of ultimately falls into kind of like the John Hardy category where it's like wait he plays super rugby. Oh yeah, get yeah, yeah. him
3: in the squad. It was that. It was <laughs> but then Hardy was pretty good when he played. To yeah. be fair, yeah, Hardy was. I think good. they're very different. I, I think with like the emergence of, you know, Bradbury, and Richie, yeah. for example, this season, it's like, do you really need someone like Thompson?
0: Probably ultimately getting that initial like forty-nine man. Really yeah, you give squad him squad. give
3: him a run out against France to Blesie. Yeah, sure exactly, unless away. Yeah, um, I think the interesting it's uh it's the battle of Hoyke as well at the weekend, oh, yeah. likely to be because Graham's probably going to play fullback. Yes, against Hogg. Who are you picking? Probably Hog. <laughs> <laughs> probably I mean, still is the king Hogg. against is the king against the the young prince? You know, it's time to usurp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think that'd be an interesting one. And I, I still think Edinburgh lack that ability to get enough ball into the hands oh, just, of yeah. Graham and Van Merva in particular, who in the last game just hasn't really had a sniff. He hasn't, like, no, it, didn't didn't um, touch the ball against Munster. No really. touches, yeah. Yeah, it's like, come on. I mean, and I think maybe a bit of that is due to the fact that Cockrell in those supposedly bigger games has persisted in picking Matt Scott and Bennett. Yeah. And I just, I think that that, you know, 10, 12, 13 just hasn't quite worked.
2: He's turned his I mean, back you, turned his back on the centre partnership ex-
0: that's worked ex- for more, exactly.
3: Yeah. That's delivered performances and big matches. Yeah.
0: The thing I don't really understand about Matt Scott is, you know, when he really when he first came on the scene, he was really a distributing twelve yeah. rather than a sort of ball carrying twelve. And I think kind of those early days of Edinburgh was probably when he had his best form.
3: Well he started off as a ten, really.
0: Yeah. But he seems to like he really does just truck it up so much. Yeah. Mate,
3: he's he's at 110 kilograms now. He's Jesus absolutely Christ. massive.
0: Oh, he's one kg heavier than me. No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree that I think that the the balance isn't quite there. Yeah. And I think in on paper, you'd probably be like, yeah, Yako Scott and Bennett would actually work. Yeah. You know, you'd be like, right, you've got a ball playing 10 and 12, have got a 13 who's got an outside break and is a runner. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason I st- I still I'm still not I think Yako's not the long term answer at 10 it's just no. frustrating he's not really has glimpses. Nailed that down. yeah there's all
0: there's especially kind of around winter time where he was coming off the bench and he was really hitting the yeah. line yeah. hard it, i really thought he was going to be that long term sort of mm. 10 um just the issue is there's no one there's no one in the even the younger age groups who looks like they're going to step that, up. Particularly on problem, the Edinburgh yeah. side
3: of the academy and everything. Yeah. Which is a bit of worry.
0: Bennett probably not kind of hitting, been hitting form. Not that hitting the form he's wanted. had, no.
3: No, unfortunately not.
0: Um, again, someone who probably yeah. was starting 13 at the 2015 World Cup. Yeah. yeah, Will be wanting to get on that plane to Japan.
3: I don't think he will, though. No. too much competition. Like Hugh yeah. Jones probably got like thirteen sewn up. The emergence of Sam Johnson who can play
2: both as well. Yeah,
0: Hugh Jones just does what he wants. So he was at a little spa day yesterday. He just he only turns up for international. <laughs> such, such a rugby superstar. Oh, he, he doesn't, doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> he does not care at all. Signs a two-year deal, goes to the Barbados, hits exactly. spa day and then he's in the World Cup squad. <laughs> yeah. <there>. yeah.
3: <laughs> like, do you want to play this big match? It's like, yeah. Is it on TV? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a punt. Yeah. I think.
0: um Nine, do you think Henry Pergos has got a chance of getting in that squad, to Japan?
3: I thought, you know, in, in that part of the season where Edinburgh were doing really well in Europe and and doing okay in the league, that he was playing really well and he was like a nice, yeah, counterbalance nine option. Yeah. but in the last few games, he's been pretty terrible. Yeah, I think like, at the moment it's surely going to be
2: laidlaw price <clears throat> and probably George Horn. As your three that go to Japan
3: it was
0: interesting. I remember back at the autumn awesome internationals, we were sort of—I was definitely saying that. I think Price was the third choice. Scrub—he's right, really picked up, but he yeah. is massively picked up. Yeah. Just keeps shedding
3: kilos. Been yeah, nominated exactly. for Glasgow Player of the Year. Yeah, but so is George Horne. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of sums
0: it up, I suppose. But he, he's looking really, really sharp. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, his break against Leinster, like mm-hmm. uh, it was amazing, yeah. and he was good go. against.
3: I don't think he had the best Six Nations, but I think by the end he was he was looking pretty pretty sharp. I still think Price
0: has struggled to really stand up in a game that matters.
3: Yeah, for Glasgow, I agree with that. Um, in a game where control is more important than yes, where so you're just breaks. not able to make those breaks.
2: As um, was that said, I mean, Leinster wasn't like completely scare him stuff.
0: No,
4: mm. I got really yeah.
0: confused at the end of the Leinster game. And uh, you know how Lens sort like, camped on the line with, like, two minutes to go? And I thought uh, Glasgow were six points ahead when they were actually eight. So I was, like, losing my shit <laughs> at the television. <laughs> um, meant to be raining Saturday night in Glasgow. Oh, good. It's going to be just, another 1872 classic. Yeah, I know. Just because 1872 games are so good that they need a challenge to <laughs> Yeah, exactly, it. yeah. Just yeah. continue that trend. Well, that, um, that'll favour Edinburgh then. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Slow it's, and
2: stodgy. Exactly.
0: Although I guess with the, the pitch, it kind of makes it slightly less. It sort nullifies
2: it. And also that Glasgow pack, you would say, is, it should be able to match Edinburgh with those big players coming back. Yeah. I wonder, in, would the
0: only position be interesting is who partners Johnny Gray in the second row? If it's pissing it down in rain, I reckon they'll go Rob
2: Harley. Harley.
3: Or Swinson. That's
2: fair. Yeah. I think Scott it's,
0: Cummings it's, doing been doing pretty he's well. Been good. He's been good at sure.
2: I, I I agree. Athlete. Yeah. Really good athlete. I'm just thinking, where what what does it mean for Edinburgh if they, they lose this weekend? No Champions Cup, no Pro 14 playoffs. And all we've talked about all year is how good Edinburgh have been. Yeah. And they're going to come out the other side with absolutely bugger all. Whereas Glasgow are probably, could get to Pro 14 final, have topped their group by absolutely tons. Yeah. Are they sort of like, yeah, what, what's... It What's really gone sort of wrong? the narrative.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I know, it's, I know. it's not like very convenient.
2: Pick the bones through it. I don't really understand what sort of went wrong. They've lost really sort of critical games at moments where you thought, yeah, that's an easy five or four points for Edinburgh to go and get on a Friday night, and they've just sort of really switched off.
0: And the, and the thing is, is, it's not like I initially thought it would be because they had a slightly harder group. Yeah. But actually, if they were in the other group, they would be fifth or sixth behind. They've got yeah. less points than the Blues, Ospreys, and Connacht.
3: Really? Yeah. Didn't know that. I guess it's it is. It's just those matches, like losing to the Kings away in just like, an awful match. Well, good at that, to be fair. Well, yeah, they did, but they managed to recover. Like yeah. losing to Zebra away, giving away a 17 0 lead against Cardiff. Like, yeah. Those are all games where they, you know, that's another 15 points they probably should have got. There was the away game at Dragons. Did they lose that? Yeah. Good. Early in
0: the season yeah there was losing losing
3: to dragons like and then and then just you know when the pressure was really on that ulster performance was so disappointing and that was the ulster side that glasgow torn apart really yeah 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 it's a funny one because you you'd still but maybe it just shows how far edinburgh have come yeah like if you if that had been cockerel's first season you'd be like that's unbelievable that's true. You know, European quarterfinals. I guess they just, they just still don't have that depth
2: that Glasgow do. That they know that they've got players that will go out on a Friday night during yeah. the Six Nations and put away Ospreys B, yeah, like quite comfortably. And Dave Rennie knows that, and he sort of I don't know if he works the squad in a better way than Cockrell rotating, or if he's just got more strength and depth. I think it's probably the latter. Because yeah. when you scratch the surface, including injuries of the Edinburgh squad. And you haven't yeah. picked third and
3: fourth, and I, I do think there is an element, there is an advantage granted by having Scottsdale as well. Yeah, like you know that you can get a decent crowd there on Friday night. The players feel confident and comfortable there, whereas you know Edinburgh or, or My, uh, Murrayfield or Myerside on a Friday, it's like I think it just takes away the edge from the whole contest, yeah. and it's just it's just the kind of environment where players be off their game, that 5%, that means you lose to, you know, a Zebra or whoever. Not yeah. that they lost at home to those guys, but... Well, we've gone a little bit, we've gone
2: early on sort of predicting the downfall of Edinburgh. <coughs> sorry about that, to bring in that negativity. Um, finish off with a little predictions, yeah. lads. Alan, come on then. Friday night, sorry, Saturday night at Scottson, what's going to happen? I, I know,
0: I think I've probably said this for every Edinburgh Glasgow game we've ever previewed. But I do think Glasgow is going to have a bit too much for Edinburgh. So I'm going to go with a non-bonus point win for Glasgow, win by 10.
3: Interesting. Matt? (sighs) Yeah, part of me wants to to sort of predict the same thing, but I think that Cockrell maybe slightly has the measure of Rennie in these matches, Hmm. and Edinburgh... obviously beaten Glasgow a lot recently they know how to play against them if it's raining as well it it, it depends what they have to play for at that point as well hugely but I think Edinburgh, Edinburgh will sneak it by five points interesting I'm going to go with the side
2: of Allen. I think Glasgow. It's
0: always the right way to go. Just, the last, it their last, I'm just their last two performances
2: against Ulster and Leinster, It feels to me that they've learnt the lessons of previous seasons and they're actually beginning to slightly peak at the right time. As it comes to the the right moments, Saracens mm. game aside, of course. Um, but they do seem to be on a bit of an upward curve, and I think um, the Edinburgh lads, you know, out in the smash on Saturday. You know, <laughs> <laughs> What you doing um, would be my point there. So there you go. <laughs> Glasgow to win. There you go. Cool. Right, Alan, you got a wee quick quiz. I do. I have a, an
0: Edinburgh and Glasgow themed quiz. Let's nice. finish it
2: up with the quiz.
0: So Ross Ford is the only player to have signed, have at some point been a Borders Glasgow and Edinburgh player. Never, never actually been, never actually played for Warriors. Okay. How long was Ross
2: Ford... A Glasgow Warriors player in days. In days, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> this is news to me. Um, in days, so presumably some sort of cover. Maybe going sixty-five. Dave, forty-five days.
0: Oh. Ross Ford was a Glasgow player for seventy-three days.
2: Seventy-three days.
0: <laughs> he uh, he signed August the sixth, two thousand and seven. And then on da, 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 what would it be? 18th of October, Glasgow were like, Ross Ford has decided <laughs> to join Edinburgh <laughs>
4: <laughs> after playing no caps. <laughs> and actually, it's on like
0: the old Glasgow Warriors website and all these Warriors ultras from like the
3: old days were just like, can't believe he's... <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Definitely wasn't his decision. No, I know. That's <laughs> you, like, go down the road, son. Yeah. So
0: there is... Let me just work this out. There is 10 players in the current Edinburgh and Glasgow squads, who have played have played games for both teams. I'm okay. going to give you a slight clue off the back, One of the ten isn't Fraser Brown. Fraser Brown has been an Edinburgh player, but he didn't play an Edinburgh game. I'm also going to say, off the back, these are definitely wrong. <laughs> I've <laughs> ultimately fantastic. missed someone or added someone who shouldn't be there, and I will get called out in it either later today or tomorrow. Yeah, so these things that. happen. Then I've noted six Glasgow, six Edinburgh players, and four Glasgow players. So why don't we start with the Edinburgh players? Dave, we're going one. We'll just go one for one. Henry Pergos. Henry Pergos. I didn't
2: have no time You didn't <laughs> have Burgos. He's like You the, He's the most recent yeah, example He was my first person yeah. He was the second person on my list you. Alan That is a new You're plumbing new depths of the quiz right, we've got seven Seven
0: Edinburgh players <laughs> Henry Burgos is one
3: Jesus
0: uh, Honey who you got uh, Mark Bennett Mark Bennett is correct I do have him
2: uh, John Barclay.
0: John Barclay oh, is nice. correct We've got four um, more players
3: In the Edinburgh squad
0: In the Edinburgh squad Currently
3: oh, I'm struggling already So am I It's quite hard actually
0: um, Fenton Fenton is correct Hunter Hill Hunter Hill is one he came off the bench against Zebra in 2016 for so Glasgow. Random. Away.
2: I did not know that. <laughs> at all. It was a punt. And then well, so we're looking for one came more back. came on
0: for Rob McAlpine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, really?
2: That's so,
0: so We're really. looking for a back.
2: Looking for one second row and one back. One second row and one back.
3: Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson played for Glasgow?
2: Not that I know of. <laughs>
0: I think he might have. but
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> John Kennedy? Oh, Sean nice. Kennedy? Sean yes. Kennedy is correct. He Thought went on so.
0: loan to Glasgow. The, the one other one that you missed was Fraser McKenzie. Really? Who played, apparently, one match on loan with the Glasgow Warriors in the 14-15 season and is therefore celebrated as one of the 52 players to have won the Pro, Pro 12 League. What? Really? <laughs> so he's a, pro to, he's a Pro 12 winner? Fraser McKenzie is a Pro that's 12 winner.
3: <laughs> that's mad. Well, um, that's mad. That's
0: very good. And then we've got four Glasgow players, three forwards, one back.
3: So I had Lee Jones.
0: Lee Jones is correct.
2: Lee Jones is the only one I had written down, so feeling
3: good about that. I had Alex Allen in the pack.
0: Alex Allen is correct.
3: <laughs> well, as, as, a, as a forward.
0: Yes, two forwards left.
3: Why should I definitely it? George Turner. George, George Turner yes. is correct. Sorry, that's stupid. And then one more.
0: Scottish international. Position? Front row. I don't know.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Who is it?
0: Big. Kevin Bryce. Kevin Bryce, Bryce, of course. (laughs) I feel like the Scottish international comment was more of a hindrance than that. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. exactly. Completely threw me off the sentence. Obviously, there was another, I think like Thomas Gordon was like part of the Edinburgh setup. Yeah, I'm sure. You get like a lot of people like that who are sort of linked to the academy. But yeah,
2: so 11 players played for both teams. And
3: I'm
0: sure... Fraser McKenzie won the Pro Pro 12
2: (laughs) I'm going to give this an hour until Kevin Miller... Um, is yeah, on with his spreadsheets <laughs> telling us all of the people that have, have played for both teams. Like, so we've found eleven. If you can find more eleven in the current squads, let us know.
0: In the current squads who have played a game for both teams. Yeah, very good. There you go. Wow. I mean, ultimately, when you put when you put
2: do the research on your phone at eleven forty-five the <laughs> night before a six thirty a.m. wake up. For the you pop. get out yeah. what you put in <laughs> exactly. <laughs> enjoyed it though well thank you very much for joining us uh, we'll be back next week to find out what happened in the 1872 cup as i say keep in touch with us on twitter at thistle rugby pod in the mailbag the at gmail.com and over on instagram thistle understroke rugby understroke pods thank you very much cheers see ya see
3: ya